You better act like the sun shines out of his ass and you have a vitamin D deficiency. Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. All I have to say is, fuck her. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and we and all gents. know who her is. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gents, to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT podcast. Uh, we're streaming live currently. And actually, wait, no, we're not. Surprise, surprise. Intense. We are streaming live now. <laughs> on uh, You can access the, the audio live stream by visiting gaytalk20.com forward slash live stream. Um, anyway, um, welcome back. Uh, we were gone last week, and there's a reason for that. We'll talk a little bit about that um, as we move on through the show. But uh, my name is Tom. I'm your host, and as always, I'm in the studio with my amazing friends, starting with the first one. Hey, y'all. Nick or Trish. And Jay Bear, a.k.a. your boyfriend's boyfriend. And welcome you all to Gay Talk's episode for today and the dish. And we've got a lot to cover. There's a lot of things that happened while we were out uh, last week. But first and foremost, why don't we address that? Um, so last week we didn't do a show because yours truly had a hysterectomy. Um, she had everything removed. No, I'm kidding. I ended up having, we talked about this in the previous episode that we published prior to last week that I was going to have a colonoscopy and that, you know, there were certain things that needed to be addressed and, and, you know, Health-wise, you just have to make sure that you are where you need to be. And so uh, we decided not to record a show because we moved to Mondays, as you know, um, for the summer. And then my colonoscopy was at 1 p.m., 1.15 p.m. on that Monday. And afterwards, I was just hungry. I was worried about eating and not recording a show. And then we thought about recording on Wednesday, and then we were like, mm, you know, we're not going to do that. So we just took the week off. So I hope you forgive us, but uh, we're back. We're here. So um, that out of the way, why don't we um, just jump right into our um, roundtable, right? It's been a while since been on. we've been on air, so I'm sure that my... My gal pals here um, have plenty to to fill us in. So why don't we start off with you, Jay Bird? How the hell are you? I would like to say that I am marked safe from watching the Barbie movie. No, oh my god, <laughs> yes. Okay. That shit is insane. It's I heard it's amazing though. <laughs> I, I I've heard a lot of people that have seen it like it. I don't know. I'm just I, I will tell you this. <laughs> I'm I'm happy that you know, the whole Barbie movie thing is pissing off a lot of right-wingers and because there's a lot of, you know, representation for our community. But there's uh, also we, a lot of, like, um, you know, female empowerment and there's, like, a whole monologue where Barbie talks about female empowerment, which is yeah. Which really is great. Yeah. Which is great. And, you know, I'm all for going to the movies and watching what you like, but some of these people are just taking it to the extreme with some of these outfits. Yeah, that my girls showing. have been, yeah, the pink outfits and... That's 
like, okay. Ay, Dios mío. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 <laughs> I mean, I'm going to watch it eventually. Well, yeah, when it hits Disney Plus yeah. or when it goes somewhere. Like, I wouldn't go yeah. to the theater to watch Barbie. But that's just me. And I'm not knocking anybody that did. But it's like, come on. Some of these outfits, hey. I was like, that was a bit much. No, I mean, like, a lot of people do that shit. I heard, I heard that, in actuality, they've surpassed, like, the one billion Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's insane it's it's been so grossing a lot yeah yeah, yeah. so they've yeah. they've surpassed a lot of the big big movies yeah um, it's the largest grossing movie directed by a female director in history right. Yeah. right which is great and you know again you know we've always looked at you know and, and barbie no hate <laughs> exactly no hate for you know for barbie lovers and the movie lovers and and all that stuff it's just you know personal preference for me it's just like if i were to go to see the movie i'm definitely not wearing pink i'm just gonna go as me you know um but that said um you're right there's a lot of um, messaging in the movie there's a lot of representation for members of our community in that movie uh, the memes are fucking wild yes. on Facebook. Yes. Um, there was a meme that someone posted uh, that I shared actually, <laughs> and uh, I shared within the internal group, you know, of my texting group. Hi, oh boy, we're gonna get fined. I'm all about it. She's <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> she's a mess i was like what, what the hell's happening but anyway so there's a meme a picture that i sent over and it says what the fuck ken that's a coochie yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh i did see that yeah. because you know obviously the two naked barbie dolls a ken doll and a barbie doll and ken doesn't have genitalia in the doll's version which to me is you know kind of weird because it's like you know it's an op- it's a missed opportunity to teach um kids about anatomy yes uh, in a sense because it's like you know for the first like i don't six think years, i've ever seen a dick on a doll so i but I even like a little bump well, or something that's not true i have seen a dick yes on a you doll, have but that was not a kid's gift <laughs> <laughs> but my thing is it's like even if it's just a bump that just looks different than barbie it's an opportunity to to teach kids about anatomy you know it's like because imagine this you're, you're playing with with a ken doll and for the first seven eight nine ten years of your life you're gonna grow up thinking that you know whatever you have in between your legs doesn't belong there it can be kind of like i don't yeah, know yeah but like also barbie doesn't have like a vagina Right. So if you're going to put a penis on Ken, then you've got to give Barbie a vagina. And I feel like that it's just too young. (laughs) She's got titties, though. She does. (laughs) No nipples. Well, I mean, you can draw them on. That's a touchy subject. Yeah, it's a that's a weird. I don't. I don't don't know. know. I mean, they they do the baby dolls with with the anatomy, the ones that do pee pee and poo poo on themselves, so the kids could change them. So, true, true. So what's yeah. the difference if you do it on a Ken and a Barbie? I mean. Right. Mm. It's, I, I don't know. I, I, maybe that's not what Mattel, Mattel's the makers to, we, of Barbie, we right? We would have to model it after Ryan Gosling. So Ryan, if you're listening. Uh, it's a small one. Then. God, I hope it's not small. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like it's perfect. It's perfect. Not too small, not, not too big. big. 
Ken just sized. the right size. Ken size. Yeah. I feel like we just literally went through the entire story of Goldilocks and the Three Bears. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I said it. I said it. First one. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so that's that. I, I, again, great for Barbie and great for, you know, females that are directing films. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. It's just, you know, some of these, uh, some of these people, pink hair. Mm. Walked into the bar and pink hair. I was just like, I mean, I feel like we can't really throw stones because think about the fact that like when we go to Pride, there's a little bit of everything. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to go to the Barbie movie and put in put on a Barbie shirt and you know dye your hair pink, live your life, throw some glitter in it. I'm I'm all I'm all for you know doing what you want to do. I just want to put that out there. I, I'm just waiting for the Butch Barbie. Butch. Bar- <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched um Bear Can? And just like Bear that. Yeah. And just like that. Um it's y- yeah. the new version of what used to be Sex and the City. Oh yeah, no, I haven't watched the recent episodes, no. But there's a character, right? Like Che. Che um is a character who's now dating Miranda. She's a lesbian woman and she's an actress and it's a whole thing. It's a whole, you know, they're really exploring Miranda's um, bisexuality in a sense on um, the show and I feel like if there were to be a version of Butch Barbie that would probably be it like it would totally be because the actress who plays Che in, She's gorgeous. and just like that is the actress who played in Grey's Anatomy Sara Ramirez yes. oh I love her Right, and but she's got like super short hair and and just like that, and I just think oh, it's oh like yeah, super... no, I, she wasn't in the first season of it too, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I totally feel like that would be Butch Barbie, which I'm okay yeah. with, yeah, because Sarah Ramirez is just a beautiful actress in itself. So, mm-hmm. oh wow. So um, anyway, Jay, you were saying <laughs> you safe. you were marked safe from from watching the Barbie Barbie movie <laughs> and, and the whole Barbie Barbie Brigade. <laughs> Um, but continue. How was how 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 have you been in the past two weeks? Uh, good. Um, really haven't done much this summer, which we've been discussing lately. Um, yeah, it's been kind of camping. like a. You haven't gone camping. I haven't gone camping once. What is year, wrong with you? It's just. You know, still, Shall we go to the gay campsite in maybe. Pennsylvania? Shall we do a show? <laughs> you want to go? Figure trash? something out. No, but I think you know it's. it's I'm still dealing with these whole you know, injuries with my back and, mm-hmm. and it's, it's affecting me a, a lot more than I realized it was going to affect me. You know, waking up daily with headaches. It's just like an everyday thing. And I just don't want to do anything. It's like, I feel uncomfortable and, and I feel kind of miserable some days. And I guess I don't want to be around people when I feel like that. Right. And I find myself doing less and less things. Right. It, it kind of sucks, but I mean, right now it's it's how I'm feeling. And then, so I what I'm hearing, summer's pretty much over, and I haven't done, I haven't even taken vacation time. Yet. So what I'm hearing is that you have a jungle in your backyard. You haven't mowed your lawn. You haven't. You, well, that that I've gotten to unfortunately because if I don't, then I lose the dogs. But <laughs> they get lost in the grass. Yeah, they will. Um, but you know, other than than doing any like yard work, and that and that takes me a couple of days to do. Normally, I would do it in an afternoon. Now it's you know, I cut a little piece today, and tomorrow another one, and then by the time I'm done cutting the grass, I got to start all over again. Right, the, the first piece that you <laughs> the cut first is piece already that I cut's already growing two feet so. high. 
That's awesome. But, yeah, but I mean, it's it's you know, I'm limited to what I'm doing because I find myself having issues. So, well, listen, it Rome sucks, but it is what it is. I Rome think. wasn't built in a day, so take True. your time. You know, when things got to get done, you just have to do them. Little by little, you Absolutely. know, don't force yourself into doing something and, you know, putting your body through extraneous, oh my God, big words, Wow. wow. Um, <laughs> activities when, when you can, you know, do them, like you said, in chunks yes. and in pieces. So um, what about you, Trish, moving on over to this side of the house? She's, how have you been, been for the traveling. past two weeks? Yeah, busy. <laughs> yeah, busy, busy bird. Yeah, my parents came into town, mm-hmm. so they're here. And they're going to be here for a while. They're here for the month. Nice. Um, and I can't remember what I did last weekend. I remember taking you to get your butthole checked out. She did. She was disappointed that I was actually lucid after coming out of anesthesia. Uh huh. Well, I mean, you had promised me the house, and then you. The I first, survived. The first text you sent was. He gets the dog. I was going to no. reply, oh, sorry, Trish, you're not getting them now. Well, Nobody. he said, he's like, I made it through. You don't get the house. You don't I was get- like, that's not that. Well, it. first and foremost, I didn't promise you the house. Let's get that out of the way. Yes. yes I did. promised you he Oliver. Went from Ali to the house. Yeah. What, right before they put you under, I had you sign something. I put a confessional on. It wasn't. I put a confessional Wait, on. Quick, sign this. Yeah. I put a Five, confession. Four, three, two. <laughs> Sign this. <laughs> I put a confessional on, I think it was Instagram, and yeah, I said, Instagram. Mom gets fits, you get Oliver. And then I made a, a plea for all the tops out there that I was going to be squeaky clean after my procedure. So please apply and come by and line up. Mm-hmm. Nowhere in there. So you're saying I signed something while I was almost, you know, dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I have it on file, uh, oh, and I've made Lord. copies. She's nasty. You're nasty. It's fine. But I survived. Yeah. And, you know, I came to fairly quickly. I got dressed. I came outside. We jumped in the car. We went to the supermarket. We did. Yeah. We I got- ended up, I had a meeting when we got back um, for the board that I sit on. And I was like, you know, we're not, I'm not going to have time to run home. So I'm just going to take it from your house. Why don't we run to the store real quick? And then mm-hmm. we ended up barbecuing, which was right. great. Well, I ended up barbecuing. She was still in her meeting while I was prepping meat, cooking meat. And I then, ended up eating. And then I cooked everything, right? And it's sitting there. I'm waiting for her to get off her meeting. It ran long. And it was like 7.30 in the evening at this point. I'm going on day two of not having anything in my stomach. And I'm like, I'm ready to kill her. I'm starving. Like, someone must waited? die right now. And I waited because I didn't want to eat by myself. Um, so I waited. Normally, we're really good about timing, but we had a lot going on. And we yeah. had a lot of things that we had to do. And we had to go into executive session. So it was like a, a whole thing. But but we ate. So I we had steak that night. I was we like, did. It was yummy. I want to I wanna go all out. So we went and got some steaks, mm-hmm. and some veggies, and um, all the things that I said I wasn't supposed to eat. Right after the procedure, because you're not supposed to eat solid foods after, like very, very hard foods after a colonoscopy, because your gut is empty and anything that you put in your mouth is now has to travel through this empty, you know, abyss that is your your gut system. And you're going to feel it as it's traveling down. You know, it's just like, so they recommend that you eat soft things, you know. And you were like, I want steak. I want steak. I was like, fuck that shit. I'm just, I, I will deal with the uncomfortableness of having to move it down my body, but I wanted a steak. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 
Well, that's awesome. And so, yeah, thank you for that. It's always good when you have people that you can rely on to get you through the toughest times in life. I was actually a little sad because you came out pretty lucid. And I wanted you to be like a little fucked up so you would be funny on the ride home. <laughs> yeah. But so you, you were like, them? yeah, far too lucid. I was like, this is boring. <laughs> I was like this, but she wanted to get me in one of those videos. Like, you know, yeah. when people go and get their teeth extracted or whatever and they're put under. Yeah. I wanted you to be like, I had, and then they put it in my butt and it's so clean. So if you're available, come over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't happen. Um, you know. Actually, now that I think about it, I think in all of my procedures, because this would be my second colonoscopy, even though, you know, I'm in my mid 40s, um, but I've had other procedures in where I've had to be put under. And, and surprisingly, I, I recover, I bounce back quickly from I feel like from I anesthesia. will not bounce back. And I want to be there for that because I, I will do. definitely record. Oh, that. I know. So. Um, so what else, what else have you been, you've been up to a couple really big wins at work, which was great Fabulous. for funding for the new fiscal year. Um, and then this past weekend I decided to, um, well, I, I went to see Colin and Jonah and I know that I haven't mm-hmm. talked about Colin and Jonah in a long time on the show. I haven't seen them in four years. So since pre COVID. Right. And part of that was because I was kind of like being flaky you know what I mean? Like I COVID has like created this new thing where I'm a flake. Well, well, I, you're not a flake first and foremost, at least I don't think you are, but I think what COVID has created is an opportunity for you to say no, maybe procrastinate a little bit more on things that you know, you should get to and blame COVID for it. Right. Maybe I guess. Well, either way. So it (laughs) was not flaky. You're just procrastinating. Uh, You're extending the inevitable. Yeah, me like getting back on the Peloton and losing all this fucking weight. Um but I I it was their 10th anniversary. Do you hang towels from it? No, not anymore. <laughs> oh, but you did. I did. Okay. Yeah. No, I finally got back on it. I did one class the other day. Who did you do the class with? Cody. Is he still on? Is he still doing that thing? I mean, even if he's not, I can always watch a recorded one, but yeah, he is. Oh, okay. So anyway, you were saying. Um, but yeah, no, so I, it was their 10th anniversary. Um, this was the couple that I married up in the Berkshires, and I literally cannot believe it's been 10 years. Like, Time I was flies. 25 when I married them. Um, so it was a really nice trip. I went up there. I stayed the night. Um, we had a really great time. They renewed their vows. I saw all their family. Um, and we had really intense heart to heart. They were a little upset that I hadn't been up there in a while. Um, and you know, I, I was pretty honest with them. You know, a lot of the reason why I didn't go up was because I'm not really happy with my body right now. And they always look so good. And I was like, I don't want the judgment knowing that they wouldn't really judge me. They'd love me, but like, it's just hard, you know, when you come, come from a place where you what like when we were friends, I was like this, like twinkie adonis right and now i'm no longer that person and so like coming to terms with with who i am and like and they just have this beautiful life and i was just like i was just struggling with it and we had this long conversation um and we all cried and it was four in the morning (laughs) of course it was but we had a really nice time and it was really good to see them and we've already made plans for um the next couple of months so, um, yeah, we had a really good time and they, they actually, so in the past four years they got like, I think they have like 14 chickens now and they have this whole big coop 
And so I have fresh eggs, which are amazing. They sent me home with fresh eggs. Um, but they also, of course, went from two cats to five cats. Ooh. Oh, my God. So they have five cats, 16 chickens, one dog, and then like a plethora of fish tanks, which is fine. But I'm like really allergic to cats. And when they had two, it was manageable. Right. But this time around, I woke up the next morning and and. Yeah, I was I was a little hungover, but like at the same time, like I felt like there were knives being shoved into my head. I was sitting at the dining table and they came downstairs and I had my sunglasses on and they were like, Oh girl, is it that rough? And I took them off and they're like, What's wrong with you? I was like, You're fucking cats. <laughs> they're gonna kill and me. So I went and took a shower. I mean, like, you know I get puffy, right. but like puffy doesn't describe it. Like yeah. it was bad and my eyes were like oozing and it took me like pretty much all day yesterday to like i got home i cleaned all my clothes i showered put more like allergy stuff on my eyes and whatnot but it took me like all day to just like clear up and i looked at them i'm like i love you guys but i don't think i can stay here when i visit anymore like i just i just don't and they even like they cleaned out like they just have you know a lot of animals so there's a lot of hair and they cleaned out they did all the sheets, everything. They shut the door so the cats weren't coming in. But like that, just when you have that many animals, it doesn't right. make a difference. I took a shower and like I went to grab the towel, and you could see that there was you know remnants of hair from the animals around. And I was like, I can't wipe my face with this towel, so I literally had to like drip dry my face and hair, which was fine. But it's like, my God, I didn't realize how allergic I was to cats. Like it's bad. And now that and you, so, and so Colin, I'm the so, same way, so I get it. Yeah, so I'm talking to Colin, and like, I'm finally, I woke up, and the cat, they have two kittens, and they're the most, they're the cutest fucking things, and I was like, you guys are like the cutest little demon things, because I'm like dying, and I'm like, I just wanted to hold you, but you're like a demon, and then, and then I'm like saying this, and Colin comes around the corner, and he's like, oh, by the way, this might be a bad time, but on Monday we were picking up two more, and I just looked at him, and I was like, what? <laughs> Oh I'm done. God. No. So, I, well, I mean, the next they're time not you really, visit, they're not really. But he was just fucking with me. Yeah. The next time you visit, just you know, you might want to consider a hotel. Yeah. Instead. No. That, yeah. And I will. But like, it was. But it was a really good time. It was so so great to see them, and yeah. they look great. They're so happy, and yeah. And they I live missed, in an them, area yeah. of of Massachusetts, the Berkshires, which is just absolutely beautiful. beautiful yeah. Um, you know, a lot of vineyards, a lot of like different places that you can go to and do like outdoor activities. They have Tanglewood up there mm-hmm. where we went to see Melissa Etheridge at one point um, where I got to actually meet Jonah and Colin and, you know, yep. their parents. And we had a good time. It was, yeah. a, it was an amazing venue. And Jordan actually came. Jordan Jenga. Oh, did he? Yeah. So it was good to see him. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah, It was really good to reconnect with everybody. And um yeah, That's I'm glad good. I went. I'm glad I went. I'm I'm glad and that <laughs> Colin was like, if you didn't come, it would have been done. Oh, it was their tenth anniversary. So. Yeah, no, so you had to. Oh, and I got them. So I guess ten years is ten. Like you know how when you're married, every year is like a different thing. Like five is wood yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You would think ten is like diamonds, right? No, it's ten. Like what the fuck? So, so what did you get them? So I got them these dice, these tin dice that you roll them. And it's like a date night. So you can roll one if you want a short date or two if you want a long date. And you roll them and it's like, you know, go for a walk and watch the sunset or just go for a walk, you know, or have a campfire. You know, all these different things when they roll them. It was I thought it was pretty cute. 
Well, that's a nice gift. It's a very thoughtful gift, right? Because it also provides them an opportunity to come up with creative ways to keep things juicy and, and going. Yeah. Because, you know, after 10 so, years, there's two two routes it could go. So Colin takes them out of the bag. You die or or we're loving each other yeah. and that's it. So Colin takes them out of the bag and I hadn't read anything on them before and he rolls them and he looks at it and he's like, have sex and get a divorce. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> is that what it said? Yeah, he was joking, but it was just so funny. I was like, no, it does not really say that. <laughs> I was like, I hope that get a divorce is not one of the options. Oh, no, they are. They're, they're, that's hilarious. They're, 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 it. they're it for one another. So. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, congratulations to the pair of you uh, on your uh, 10th anniversary. Hope um, We're hoping for many, many, many more years. And um, many less cats. And less cats. Yeah. Definitely less cats. So that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad for you. Well, for me, um, you know, I have been just trying to get things done in the yard. And, you know, I spray painted a whole table that was kind of rusting out. Um, So I went and got some cans of spray paint and in matte black color and been sort of kind of, you know, picking things up and de-weeding, which is like the worst. It's one of the worst things I hate to do, going around the property and pulling out weeds from... It's, but it's been, so two weeks ago, it was really hot and really humid and really muggy. And it's like unbearable things that you can't do outside. And I have to tell you that over the course of the past few days, it's actually been very nice. Nice. While it's been in the eighties and nineties, the humidity level is bearable enough for you to be able to go outside and do some things. And so, you know, I took an opportunity to, to get some of that de-weeding and, and all that stuff done. And, um, you know, I started hosting bingos again on Fridays. And so that's been going on. We're now on week three. And, you know, we had a really good time last week. People brought food. And I got to see one of my nephews that I haven't seen in forever, um, who's really technically not my nephew. It's it, one of my best friends uh, who I went to school with and grew up with. We've been friends for, God, decades. And I was there when that little boy was, you know, brought into the world and so he's always called me uncle and i got to see him for the first time in like a decade um you know after his tours because he's 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 in uh he was in the military and he's now in the reserve so he now he's not traveling around the world right um yeah. and living all those experiences and he ended up coming back and he showed up with her and i'm like you should have seen my face i lit up like a fucking christmas tree mm-hmm. and this kid is just like um, um, y- you were a baby the last time I seen you, and now he's just like a grown man. Um, and we just had such a good time, so it was it was great. Um, overall, it's been it's been a very, aside from my colonoscopy, uneventful past two weeks. They've been fun, you know. Yeah, nice. And that's it, and just relaxing a lot of you know. Just it was one of the first times in in years that I had not worked a Sunday at a bar, right? Yeah. Because I didn't want to go to work hungry. Because I would have been mean to people on the microphone <laughs> hosting karaoke with my procedure pending on Monday. So I took that Sunday off and it was one of the first Sundays I've been off in, in four years. Yeah. And so, well, aside from the whole time we were closed during COVID. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so, um, you know, it, it was it was very well deserved. And I really honestly, truly took advantage of the fact that I didn't have to go to work that Sunday. But it was miserable because I was hungry. Mm-hmm. But I kept eating it was just like jello and 
drinking fluids and popsicles, which I still have a whole bunch of upstairs. Oh my God, I'm going to go suck on them after this. Oh my God. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) All right, so listen. um, Wait, before we go to break, let's address the opener. Oh, okay. Yes, perfect timing. So um, the opener, let's listen to it one more time, shall we? You better act like the sun shines out of his ass and you have a vitamin D deficiency. So... (laughs) <laughs> I love that line. It's one of my favorites from the um, from the trailer. But we are talking about red, red white, and royal blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is officially coming out on the 11th of August now, right? Yes, it is. I'm closing your Amazon account. You're not allowed to watch it until your birthday. I know. I can't wait. So uh, we've talked about this movie uh, before. Um, Trish, why don't you give us a little rundown? Uh, first and foremost, you read the book. So tell us a little bit about that. And then tell us why you're excited about the movie. Yeah, no, I'm actually rereading it right now. Uh, of course you are. <laughs> no, but I talked about this, I think, last time we had yeah. the show. But mm-hmm. basically, it's about uh, the American first son and the and Prince Harry of uh, England, um, falling in love um, and then like navigating what it means to be in politics and or be royal and be gay and or bi Mm -hmm. um, because one of the characters is bi um, and how they navigate the whole process and then what ends up happening in the end. I mean, it's, it's, it's like such a cute, beautiful story and it looks like it's going to be really great. I'm really nervous because like, I love this book so much. I know it's kind of like, trivial and like you know rom-commy young whatever but like it's just the story is it's just so poignant and it also actually highlights the first female president oh nice. so this was written during the time where um hillary was running and we all thought she was going to be president so right. it's kind of like it's really honestly if you read the books they talk about obama bush they like it's they literally kind of like they've built um this world in which it's really reflective of what was going on if hillary had been put right. into office oh man all the all the things that would have happened you know that would have been totally different if hillary oh, yeah. um you know we wouldn't have an indictment party celebration yet again <laughs> uh, which we'll talk about on the second half but yeah it's it's amazing mm-hmm. It's amazing. So um, it comes out August 11th. It's available on Amazon Prime. So if you're a Prime member, by default, you'll be able to watch it, um, you know, um, at no extra cost aside from the $1,000 you pay a month to be a Prime member for, uh, you know, a promised two-day shipping that you get five days later. Um, that's me being better with some of the orders that I place sometimes on Amazon. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, So... Um, but yeah, it is going to be available. We do have a story uh, later on as part of the second half as well that will tell you all of the amazing LGBTQ plus, um, you know, uh, inspired and involved uh, TV shows, etc., that are happening throughout the month of August that you guys should check out. Uh, so we'll talk about that on the second half. But now, what we're going to do uh, is we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll jump right back into the dish. We'll be right back. All right. Well, ladies and gents, welcome back uh, from the break. Thank you so much for letting us take that little quick respite so that we can rinse, repeat, refresh, do all the good things that we do while we are on break. But we are back. And um, as we mentioned before, it is an indictment celebration party. So as you all know, our um, least favorite person, um, Mr. Dump, uh, was indicted yet again. So... (laughs) 
Um, as no surprise here because we knew these were coming. So Donald Trump, dump, uh, has been indicted by a federal grand jury on four counts uh, in special counsel Jack Smith's investigation into efforts to overturn the 2020 election leading up to the January 6, 2021 uh, attack on the U.S. Capitol. Shortly after election day, the defendant also pursued unlawful means of discounting legitimate votes and subverting the election results um, as stated in the indictment. Those uh, four counts of indictments are conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction of an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding, and conspiracy against people's rights to vote. And that's not even including some of the other pending, um, you know, potential charges that are coming from the state of Georgia, from uh, Fonnie Willis's, um, you know, Fonnie Willis's investigation into that call with Raffensperger, I believe, was the the secretary of state at the time where he called and asked him that, you know, he would like for Raffensperger to find 11,400 and something something votes so that he could supersede what it was that that biden had gotten in the state uh which would have uh, eventually given him the the slate of electors and i say to myself um you know it's like things are happening really fast all of a sudden it's like we're seeing all of these indictments show up you know we have well because i mean the election is coming up exactly you know and people want to make sure that we have some sort of closure or attempt to at least well, he's still seeking re-election. Like, are you fucking crazy? And he's already said that, you know, even if he gets arrested, he will continue to run. And you know what? It doesn't surprise me if the Republican Party, in this case, still puts him in there as the, you know, the front runner and then make that make him the nominee for the Republican Party's um, nomination. I don't think that's going to happen. But we'll oh, see. we shall see. But nonetheless, I'm celebrating. Have you ever heard of the president pardoning himself? Because if he gets reelected, that's what oh, yeah. he's going to attempt to do. You know he's looking for that. Whether he's reelected or whoever's reelected, he's going to be looking for a pardon. Oh yeah. So um, I I have a question for for the group. You know, um, clearly we all know that throughout the years uh, since his ascension to the presidency in 2016, when you know unfortunately Hillary Clinton lost, and we were devastated, and we did that election episode. You remember that? Uh-huh. We were crying. You weren't with us at the time, Jay, but we were literally crying um, by the so end of depressing. that episode. Yeah. Um, since since then, all of the things that this thing that this this demon is what I like to call him has done has really been very very controversial. It's also been very demeaning to people of our community, to Muslim people, to women. I mean, think about the fact that this man made his mission to appoint Supreme Court justices that would at some point eventually, you know, overturn Mm -hmm. the right to a woman's choice to an abortion in this country, which happened a year and a half ago. And um, it's kind of crazy that, you know, 
that this is the world that we live in today, all because they gave this man the the opportunity to go into office and do everything that he could to do exactly what he's done with his businesses, run them right into the ground. So with the indictment in Florida, with the indictment in now Washington, D.C., and given everything that he's done, how how does that make you feel? Um, you, do you feel that um, justice is finally um, catching up to this individual in a way that um, that that would make a substantial change? Start with you, Trish, and why? Why or why not? So, no, I don't think he's ever going to face any penalties or maybe some fees, but <clears throat> he'll never go to jail. He'll never pay. He'll con- <laughs> yep. He'll continue to run. Mm. What I will say is that I know that some educated, avid Trump voters, at least people I've talked to, no longer want to vote for Trump. They don't want to vote for Biden, mm-hmm. but they don't want to vote for Trump. So I think like all this coming out is starting to make at least the educated faction of his followers. Do they exist? They do. There's a few out there. Yeah, I, 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 They've... You've seen a lot of people kind of back paddle on him already. Right. Uh, I mean, and I and it's I guess it's just a given. It was a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I still find it, it so crazy to me yeah. that like there are Trumpers out there that have no concept or education around what the fuck is going on, and they keep saying, "Oh, just give him a break." Why do they keep coming after him? This is ridiculous. He was our best president. And I'm just like, (laughs) fucking educate yourself. Like, I know that there are a lot of people out there that voted that are now, you know, not necessarily rethinking their original vote, but they're definitely not voting. I think a lot of people are going to throw away their votes in this upcoming election. Do you you think you don't think that there would be another female? uh, uh, Not in this official that will probably Throw her hat in. Well, we have. Spe- we have one. They've speculated Kamala. Kamala, right? I think she's going to run and, it. Well, on the they've de- mentioned Michelle Obama. Right. On, oh on God, the Democratic I would- side, I don't think that none of the Democrats are going to challenge Biden no. um, and give him an opportunity to run um, again. I do think Kamala has a chance after. In the next election. Right. Yeah. After she's done um, in her role as vice president, mm-hmm. just similar, similarly like like Joe Biden, right? But if I were her, I would wait. <clears throat> what I would do is I would wait. If he gets reelected, I would wait another four years after his four years mm-hmm. just to see how everything settles. Because I think the biggest mistake that Hillary made was running right after Ob- Obama because the country was so polarized, right? right? Not only that, you need, you need people to like realize, okay, this was actually working and this is not right. And I think, I, I, I think you make a really great point, but also, you know, not realizing that there is a trend, right? Historically, right after either one, um, 
successful bid for the presidency or two, right, when you have a back-to-back presidency, like most of the last presidents in the last, you know, 30, 40 years have had, you know, when you think about Bush, Bush had two terms. You think about Clinton, he had two terms. You think about um, Bush Sr. and Jr., I I did mention Bush, but I didn't specify which one. They both had an opportunity to be in office for quite a while. Um, You start to see that immediately preceding the the last run for a president, whether that's his first term or second term, the very the opposite party usually gets in office. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you're right. I think that it would be in Kamala's interest to wait four years to then throw her hat in the ring again um, so that she could avoid, you know, having potentially losing to someone knowing that, you know, after a president has served either one or two terms, typically it always goes to the opposing party. Mm-hmm. It hasn't it, since, um, I think, so I'm looking at this right now. The last time we had back-to-back um, same party presidents was, um, Republican, it was Reagan and then Bush. Right. And then before that, it was two Democratic. Um, but that was back in 1960. Right. So, like, thinking about it logically, really, so we had Obama, then we had Trump, then we have Biden. So, since Bush, we haven't had um, back-to-back same party. Right. So, so there is a potential, for example, Biden might, might win re-election. And then the very next president shortly after him would probably be a Republican, depending on who they put uh, on the ticket. I mean, honestly, like if it were me, if I was in Biden's shoes, what I would do is I would say I can't do another four years and I would put forth like Kamala or someone. Right. But but if he were to do that, he would have to do it in a way that makes her president. Right. Like he would resign from the presidency, making her making the vice president president before she then goes and starts running for a national election right because as an incumbent that typically gives you clout in your party to prevent other people from running against you from the same party when they know you already have the presidency so that would be a big thing and a big um you know opportunity for kamala to be able to to successfully have a a successful run for for and that would keep it democratic for potentially another eight years Right, because then she could run for two years uh, for two consecutive terms. You know, that said, I don't know. I don't know if she runs again. I feel like she's going to have heavy competition. She will, but she is not. Um, there is a woman that's currently running for president on the Republican side, and that, of course, is Nikki Haley, um, who was the governor of South Carolina. I'm not sure if um, if it was South Carolina. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. Um, but she was also dumps, um, a point. She was appointed to, um, Trump's, I believe she was the ambassador to the United Nations at some point. Um, correct. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I know that she's running, but really you haven't heard. So in the midst of all of these indictments, you really haven't heard anyone on the Republican side, and especially people that are uh, running like DeSantimonium. Um, you have Haley running. You, the only person on the Republican side that's going after Trump like deep and hard is the former governor of New Jersey. Um, I forget his name. It's because I mean the fat uh, guy. 
Oh, that's so fat shaming. No, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, you're talking about Chris um, Christie. Chris yeah. Christie, thank you. <laughs> I, I knew I was gonna remember. And um, you know, he's been. And you have to think about the fact that this was a person that actually worked for Trump during his first bid for the presidency, and he got fucked by Trump. Uh, over and over and over again. For and someone who is against LGBTQ rights, he fucks a lot of men. <laughs> yeah. All the time. Oh yeah. my God. That is an amazing observation. Just you better saying. work, Trish. Yeah. yeah. He screws them. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's fucked better than someone who supports Trump. Mm-hmm. And you're a guy. <laughs> like a lot of gay men would be envious, especially though, yeah. you know. For Trump, it's too small to make a man feel good, so he does it with his purse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's on fire, but either way. Um, so, Jay, how, how do you feel about, you, you know, do you think that any of these active indictments and investigations will lead to something? I'm hoping it does. You're hoping. To be honest. Um, seeing that he has walked away so many times from stuff that he can potentially be charged with, right. and it's like... Walks away like nothing. It's like a slap on the wrist. Okay, right. sorry. And and not even. He doesn't even fucking apologize. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, unfortunately, it's it's what the government has instilled. Right. Um, You know, it, I would love to see him, you know. Same. Same. Get some jail time, <laughs> to be honest. Exactly. See, for me, um, whether he faces jail or not, this is the first time in history that this man in any capacity in in, in any of uh of previous litigations as he's ever had as a defendant in any capacity that he's actually ever been charged with a crime and you have two indictments currently one in in Miami and one now in DC and another third one potentially that could be brought at any moment from Georgia, uh, which is a state case. And, and we'll talk a little bit about that, the differences between federal and state. And then he had that ju- judgment against him um, from this you know, individual who sued him for defamation and for mm-hmm. rape. And, and you know, he, he was, fi- he was found liable. liable. And now she's resuing him again. Yeah. Because he literally went on TV days later and re-litigated and reverberated and, and repeated all the shit that got him in trouble in the first place in the first place. So all of these charges are pending. And the difference is that, you know, at the federal level, if this man happens to run for president and wins, he could potentially pardon himself, which is what the idea is, which is why he's running, which is why he is, knows. Is that even possible? Well, there's no self pardon. There's no doc. There's no wording in our constitution that doesn't expressly prohibit a president from, from being able to pardon himself. Yeah. The president has the capability and the power to pardon people for their crimes, which is why Nixon got away with, you know, what he got away with, right? Yeah. yeah. So there's no precedence in past history or no documentation that says that he can't do that. So he knows that this is his only opportunity to be able to save his butt from all of these indictments and pending litigation and potential incarceration. The one case 
which I wish they just bring already, is the one in the state of Georgia. Because the two cases that he's gotten charged with currently are federal cases that he can dismiss and pardon himself on. But the one in Georgia is a state case. It is a racketeering case brought against him, currently being litigated by um, a grand jury, potentially bringing charges at the state level that he himself cannot pardon himself on. The only person who would have the power to do that is the governor of that state. Yep. And guess who the governor is? Brian Kemp, a Republican who beat out Tracy Abrams during the last election, uh, who's done a lot of horrible work to purge voter voter registrations and and files to cause havoc on you know the state of georgia's voting members and you know it's so people think that there is a possibility that if funny willis doesn't or, or brings charges against this horrible person that there is a potential that brian kent might pardon the president to avoid charges at the state level mm-hmm. so Maybe that's why they're waiting so I know he he was he was he had a pending lawsuit against um, the woman that won against him for the sexual abuse, right? And that was tossed by the judges, so he can't sue her for defamation, which is what he was going after, right? So because just, yeah. she literally, like, I mean, she ended up getting millions of dollars. Five in- million was the judgment. Right. So, yeah. So apparently, I was just looking. Federal judge tosses out former President Trump's countersuit against a writer who won uh, a sex abuse lawsuit against him ruling Monday that Trump can't claim she defamed him by continuing to say she was not only sexually abused, but raped because she won. She won. Yeah. She won her case against yeah. him. She proved her case by a jury in a civil litigation of her peers. He doesn't have a ground to stand on. And, and here's my thing. I would like, to see Fonnie Willis finally just bring charges at the state level and get all of these charges out there. I would like for for this individual to get his day in court and hopefully see a day in where they find him guilty for what he's been charged with. You know, he's got the current indictment that was just brought a week and a half ago from from DC he's got the existing indictment in Miami for you know disclosing and and harboring documents you know documents that were labeled or considered to be top secret documents that he potentially shared with with other people putting our national security in jeopardy there's yeah, a lot i'm there's so lot. worried about hillary's server yeah i know but her emails yeah you know I actually got a copy of her emails. Let me say that out loud. Maybe they'll come here and visit me. Oh, God. I need a couple of Secret Service agents to come and, you know, in uniform and just... And do a cavity search. Exactly. Pound me out. (laughs) Pound me out. But anyway, nonetheless, (laughs) I'm celebrating an indictment party. Are you celebrating an indictment party? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Jaybird? Yes, absolutely. Well, indictment party it is. So cheers to the indictments. I will drink to that. Yummy. Oh, you guys don't have any drinks? No. Oh, I do. Oh, cheers. Yeah, cheers. Cheers to me. Come on. Cheers, Javier. Cheers. <laughs> She's drinking water. Yeah. Um, and that's that. That's all we're gonna talk about. That. So hopefully it happens. We'll see what happens. We'll see where that goes. Anyway, 
Um, what has happened in the past week and a half? Lizzo is in the news. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, um, there has been a sexual harassment uh, and fat shaming accusation made in a lawsuit against the artist who we have all come to love. I mean, I think Lizzo is an embodiment of someone who embraces her, her big, big girl status, um, who is everything publicly the opposite of what this individual who potentially, you know, who worked in, in a capacity of a dancer for her in, in most of her performances and tours. And when you think about Lizzo as an individual, Think about all the things, for example, when she's performing in states that are banning going through these drag bands, right? And she boldly brings drag queens on stage and, and you know, just such a person who's in your face and talks about body positivity, talks about inclusion, and talks about um, all these things that make her w- to what we believe is an amazing person. And then you have something like this brought against you and where one of your, your employees is claiming that you are fat shaming such employee, that you are treating such employee in a way that is inhumane, uh, that you are making this employee do things that she does not want to do. This lawsuit that was brought against Lizzo is quite shocking, to say the least. It is. Yeah, I, honestly, I don't necessarily know if I believe it. I, I'm on the same boat. I'm, I'm you know, because when you think about... so. It's worth noting that clearly we're not stupid, right? What an artist projects in public can be completely different than the person they are in private. Absolutely. Right? So that we have to make sure that people understand that, you know, there is a potential that this person could be telling the truth. Yeah. Right? And we have to give that person the benefit of the doubt but given what we've seen, given the music, given the person, given the the her public persona, it almost seems unthinkable that this person can actually claim that Lizzo herself is doing these kinds of things. So, so I wanted to open it up. Yeah, no, let's I'm, talk about this a little bit. I'm of two camps, right? So, mm. like, like you said, we don't know how she is personally. Right. So. This could be 100% true. Yeah. But at the same time, it could also be somebody... Looking for money. Looking for money. And or it could be a situation that was misconstrued. Right. Well, didn't the same thing happen with uh, Ricky Martin and his uh, nephew? nephew? And Ricky Martin ended up suing the nephew for defamation? Right. Because it, was, it wasn't true. I mean, unfortunately, you, especially when someone's in the spotlight, right? That Then you're... You're, you put yourself out there for these type of things to happen. Right. Um, it, it may be, it may be true. Unfortunately, you know, you don't, you don't realize what's going on behind closed doors, except mm-hmm. for the people that are there. Right. So they, you know, it's it's like they say, it's like having, you know, everybody sees your pictures on Facebook of how happy the family is, but behind closed doors is the shit show. Oh my so, God. <laughs> isn't it always though? Yeah. So, so, you know, it's, it's tough to, to make a call on it because especially because of the way she presents herself on stage right 
Right. So, so let's talk a little bit about these charges. So former Lizzo dancer Ariana Davis, Crystal Williams, and Noel Rodriguez allege sexual, religious, and racial harassment, disability discrimination, assault, and false imprisonment, mm-hmm. among other things. Specific accusations include Lizzo allegedly pressuring the dancer to go to a strip club in Amsterdam and touch naked performers on stage. Staff members of the touring company are being sued for allegedly making comments charged with racial and fat phobic animums. Did I say that right? Uh, I'm not sure where you are. So um, the suit also cites two dancers were fired between April and May of 2023, detailing one incident where Davis secretly recorded a meeting with Lizzo. The singer allegedly became furious, hurling explicit explicitives at the group. Explicitives. I don't know where you are in this. Expletives. Expletives. Thank you. At the group and stated that she was going to go around the room person by person until someone told her who made the recording. So in a post on Instagram, Lizzo said the suit's accusations are lies. These last few days have been gut-wrenchingly difficult and overwhelmingly disappointing. My work ethic, morals, and respectfulness have been questioned. Usually I choose not to respond to false allegations, but these are as unbelievable as they sound and too outrageous to not be addressed, Lizzo said in a statement. The sensationalized story are coming from former employees who have already publicly admitted that they were told their behavior on tour was inappropriate and unprofessional. It's it's crazy. This is Lizzo. And it could be, again, it, it could be the way it's presented here as well, that right. they're bitter and upset that they got let go. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, Lizzo added, sometimes I have uh, to make hard decisions, but it's never my intention to make anyone feel uncomfortable or like they aren't valued as an important part of the team. You were saying, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, meanwhile, Taylor Swift just gave all this money out to her touring staff. She's yeah. given like fifty and $100,000 like bonus Bonuses. checks to all of her truck drivers. She gave like millions of dollars. I want to be one of her truck drivers. That could pay off my house. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> Is this following the whole Lizzo thing? Well, like, well, treat them like shit all tour. Let me pay them off so they don't get mad. Imagine the By next the way, tour that driver Sign goes this on. DNR. <laughs> right. Or DNA or whatever what they call is it. it. Um, uh, it's called... Um, the confide- um, confidentiality, whatever. Uh, disclosure agreement. Yeah, the D- disclosure. Yeah, that crap. D-E something. Well, you know what we mean. I know exactly what it is. I was literally talking about it earlier. Uh, not that I had to sign one. Do not disclose DD. No. DDA? Do not disclose agreement? I don't no. know. NDA. 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 Non-disclosure agreement. There you go. Yeah, there you go. So, so here's my thing. I'm on, uh, I'm on the side of both. I'm a firm believer that, you know, if someone's bringing an accusation... They should be heard, right? We believe this to be true for members of our community. We believe this to be true for women who are talking about, you know, being molested, being raped, being victimized. Um, You know, Harvey Weinstein is a really good example of times in where, you know, women were pushed to the side and, and not believed and not heard. 
and allowed someone to victimize other people for over three decades, right? So I firmly believe that if someone brings an ac- an accusation like this to to the forefront of a conversation that they have a right to be heard, that they have a right to present whatever evidence they have to to you know corroborate the story and and the accusations they're making. I also believe that a person who's being persecuted has a right to also be heard, also dispute those allegations. This includes Dump as well. You know, he can bring whatever he has. But you have a right to... to everyone has a right to a day in court. Everybody has mm-hmm. a right to, to defend themselves and everybody has a right to advocate for themselves. And we don't know what happened behind closed doors. And so we, the public, have to unfortunately just wait and see how things play out right whether this is going to be something that gets tossed out in court or whether this is something that has a substance and these individuals will be vindicated in the end we don't know but i will say that i love lizzo as an artist i think that her music is amazing i think that her artistry is incredible i think that her the way she presents herself and how she advocates for for body positivity and being such an amazing artist. Um, in, well, for, at least for, for what she presents in a front facing way to our communities and delibon and incredible, but, um, we just can't really sit here and say, I don't believe, or I do believe and just let, you know, stuff take its course as it should. Yeah. You? Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. So, so that's that. So, you know, I, I hope that things work out for all parties involved and that eventually they find resolution to what it is that, you know, that they're alleging and um, that, that's all you can do. All right. So we're moving on. Uh, we have a final story. What the fuck, bitch? Who are you talking about? What about me? That's what I'm saying. I'm going to toss it over to you. No, that's I didn't. That's not me. Where's your story? I didn't put it in there. Oh, so how do you? Well, I hadn't decided. <laughs> okay, well. Now gonna, you have to. I'm going to toss it over to Trish for her story. Okay, so. She didn't put it in the notes. Sort of good news. Okay. Um, blood bans are gone. Wait, what? So gay men can give blood now. Like, okay, as of when? When did this happen? Uh, so Why did this, this happen? This came out. This article came out today, mm-hmm. um, and it's as of Monday, which is today. New policies are in effect regarding uh, who can donate blood. No longer will gay, bisexual, or other men who have had sex or have sex with men be discriminated against for their sexual orientation after being banned in some form from participating in life-saving blood donation for nearly 40 years. Mm. Additionally, no attention is paid to whether you're transgender, intersex, or gender nonconforming. So basically anyone under the LGBTQ plus umbrella is able to give blood. However, Mm. however, if you are on prep or pep, you are still banned from giving blood. And the reason behind that is because the way that they screen the blood, um, it can't detect if... So say you're on PrEP to prevent yourself from getting HIV, or if you're on PrEP or PEP because you have HIV, um, 
the the system that they use to screen the blood can't um, detect if an individual <clears throat> has a low um, a very a, a very low T cell count, and so the amount of blood that they have to give in a transfusion, whether it's a low trans, uh, whether it's a low count um, or not, um, could potentially present a problem. Which I don't know if that's. I mean, we have doctors saying it could potentially, you know, because you're getting so much of yeah. the blood, could potentially cause a problem. However, there are a lot of men that are not HIV positive um, that are still on prep that can't give blood if they're on prep. That said, they, they also they can determine whether you're, you're positive or just trying. Basically they're picking up the medication and the blood. That's what, that's what's happening. No. And then because you're undetectable, you can't tell whether this blood is from someone who's positive or someone who's just taking prep. Well, that's I mean, what it basically think, falls under. Well, I also think that like, it's one of those things where you can lie in the form and say you're not on prep. I don't know if that they screen for that. Yeah. Right. But, but here's, here's the problem that I have with that. Wait, I'm not done yet. Go ahead. Cause you're going to have plenty of problems. <laughs> um, okay. So, so we have that, but then additionally, there's a new questionnaire. So no more gender specific deferrals or screening questions. However, um, they do ask that people that engage with um, sex within the th- a three month period. So there's still a ban, right? Um, they can't donate their blood because at that point their screenings could potentially give a false and negative or a false positive. But do they do that for straight people? No, they don't, and that's that. That is the whole point. So of this, we're right? we're so, back to the same shit all over again. Well, I mean, this is a huge step forward. Mm, no, it, it it's a step forward. I wouldn't call it huge, and I'll say why. Because of course you will. Here, here's the thing. I get out. I tally it up. Thank you. Here's the thing with that. So. The Red Cross knows that since the inception, since since the introduction of PrEP into a, a regimen as, as a means to prevent the contraction of HIV, that a very large portion, I dare say, at least 70 to 80% of, of men in our community take PrEP, right, as a means, as an extra preventative measure. So that still leaves 80% of our community not being able to donate blood. It's just a new way to say, we don't want your blood. We have no choice because, you know, we don't want to be discriminatory. So we'll say, okay, if you haven't had sex in the last three months, you can donate blood. But now if you're taking PrEP, you can't donate blood because we can't really tell. Or here's the, the bullshit excuse of whatever. It's like, come on now. Really? Hold on, maybe I read that wrong. Because it's going to piss me off. It's going to piss me off. Because what we're basically saying is, okay, we're going to get rid of... Oh, a, no, I didn't read it wrong. We're going to get rid of a previous requirement and replace so it with yet another one. Basically, what they got rid of was anything that had to do with the LGBTQ community in the questionnaire, right? So, like... If you're gay, you can donate blood. If you're intersex, you can donate blood. If you're trans, you can donate blood. But if you're a gay man or if you're a man that's had sex with another man within a three-month period, they ask you to not give blood. Which is the same thing that they had months ago. Nothing's changed. Except now that with the... The questionnaire has changed. 
except that with the inclusion of you can't donate blood if you're on PrEP, it now increases the amount of people that can't donate blood because even those that may have not had sex in the last three months may still be taking PrEP as a measure, as a preventive measure to... So I'm confused. I'm going to read this. Hold on. Tell me if I'm... So effective August 7th, 2023, potential blood donors will be screened using an updated questionnaire. No more gender-specific deferrals okay. or, screen, or, or screening questions about sex between men and women will be conducted. In adopting risk-based regulations, the United States will follow the United Kingdom and Canada. Who can donate blood under the new policy? <clears throat> Queer men in monogamous relationships can now give blood. All potential donors will be screened using a new questionnaire about the person's risk for HIV. This will include questions on their sexual behavior, recent sexual partners, and subjects who can't donate blood. Potential donors who report having anal sex with new partners in the last three months won't be able to donate. Instead, they will have to wait to donate. Can I donate if I'm on PrEP? Under the new regulations, people who take medications for PrEP or PEP are also not eligible to donate blood. If every drop of blood in a blood supply is tested for pathogens, why are there still exclusions? Dr. Peter Marks, director of the Food and Drug Administration Center for uh, Biologics Evaluation and Research, said that even through modern sensors, our our excellent, even though modern sensors are excellent, Keeping the uh, keeping the blood supply safe, screening is still necessary when collecting blood for donations. Detecting, Nobody's arguing that. Detecting HIV in people ha- who have recently been infected, however, a challenge is a challenge for the devices. There is a period with our current testing. It's about a ten day infection period where our current tests are unable to tell whether somebody's been infected. It's just not. It's. It's just they're not sensitive enough to pick up the virus. And because of that, we need to have an additional layer of safety on top of that by asking people whether or not that they've had sex, uh, whether or not they have done anything in the recent past that could put them at risk to become affected. Right. So, yeah, no, I don't. So the only thing that sounds to me like changed was the questionnaire kind of removed gender specific things. But here's the thing. If a straight person went in and said, okay, I'm not gay. I'm a straight person, but I've had sex with, they're not going to be asked the question whether or not they've had multiple partners in the last three months, right? To, to mitigate what risk they would present in donating bra, uh, blood. These questions are specifically targeted to, I guess I would have to see the questionnaire, yeah, right? I, I'm not, it's been a while since I've donated like, blood, I, but I think that it's a general, it's the same Format like honestly, everything. I think I'm going to sign myself up during the next blood drive we'll just to see the questionnaire, the yeah. because the thing is, a straight person doesn't get asked whether or not you know you've been in bed with multiple partners in the last three months. These, from my understanding of this of this particular, um, you know, story is that these are questions specifically geared towards queer men. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and I also find it interesting too, and it takes me back to. Um, the play and movie now angels in America. Mm-hmm. And there's a character in the play that's dying from AIDS. Um, and he is a straight lawyer who's married. Right. Who has AIDS because he also sleeps with men. Right. So it makes me think it's like, okay, so what about him? What about his wife? 
You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, there are a lot of risks out there. So why keep imposing any restrictions? Instead of imposing restrictions on the individual, why don't you collect the blood and then hold it for three months and then continue to test it at that point for any additional pathogens or whatever it is that you're looking for? Because the thing is, it's like, that changes nothing. And then they added this caveat of people on prep you just eliminated 95 percent of the gay community so you got rid of one restriction and introduced another one that now like literally invalidates a larger portion of our community because 95 percent, i would probably say i dare i say i think i said between 70 and 80 percent of gay men are on some sort of pre-prophylaxis whether that's prep pep etc so they just eliminated a huge pool of people that could donate blood based on a specific medication that they're taking. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. It's BS. So here, here's what I promise that, that I will do. Um, the next time we have a blood drive at work, Jay, remind me if I don't see the emails, because I tend to delete a lot of emails that have nothing to do with my job. I'm going to sign myself up and go through that questionnaire. I'm going to, I want that questionnaire because I want to read what it is exactly that they're asking people and how you determine whether or not I'm qualified to give, to give blood. Like as part of my, my, my blood work that I had done three weeks ago. Did it say you're gay? What? Your blood work. No. Oh. It just simply said I was negative. I thought you could screen for that now. You know, I got, well, according to Dissantimonium, that's a possibility for him. You know? Such an asshole. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> anyway. So anyway, I will, I will do that. And, and if you can get your hands on that, yeah. let's do that. Let's I, aim I to looked, do that. I looked it up online um, and there's a survey online under the American Red Cross. But the first few questions I see, none of them really um, address sexual and of course, other than the last questions, are you currently using any prescription sex hormones such as oral contraceptives, estrogen, or testosterone? But then again, I don't know if this is the whole survey. Right. When when was this uh, change um, affected according to the story? This Today. week, right? Today. So we may not see these, you know, reflected on the website, yeah, but... Yeah. Now I'm curious, yeah. and it's going to really piss me off because I'm going to walk. I'm, so I'll tell you a story. So, mm, no, let's get to the next story. No, yeah, I think go, ahead. I, go ahead. So, but anyway, so um, anyway, one of the stories that that I had lined up for you is not one that we're going to go through verbatim. Clearly, it is available on theadvocate.com, and it is 14 LGBTQ plus TV shows and movies to watch in August of 2023. What I would like to do is post this story actually on our post tonight so that you can go through it and look at all these amazing shows. But just to give you a quick recap of what's going on, there's a lot of things happening in August that are LGBTQ plus related and that we encourage that you go and watch because we think it would be amazing. One of those, of course, is Heartstopper Season 2. Oh my God, it's so good. Um <laughs> It is now available on Netflix, and you can watch it. Um, you know, we posted something on our Facebook the day it released. I have not had an opportunity to watch it, but I want you, I want to so bad, so I, I won't spoil it for anyone. But um, you know, there's a whole bunch of um, you know, Reservation Dogs is come um, came out August second. Um, definitely watch that. Of course, Heartstopper we talked about. Uh, Passages is another one. 
Uh, Shortcomings is yet another show uh, that's available. Um, uh, Problemista? I'm assuming that's probably in Spanish. Um, it's it's talking about a designer from El Salvador struggling to bring his unusual ideas uh, to life in New York City. So that sounds interesting. There's also the Chi, uh, only murders in the shy. The shy. Yeah. I read this Chi because yeah. I used to do hair, and they make a brand of. Uh, yeah. It's called Chi. Um, <laughs> only murders in the building. Um, High School Musical, the musical, the series, August 9th. Okay. And uh, Medusa Deluxe. There's also Red, White, and Royal Blue. So there's a whole bunch of things that are happening. So we'll post it. Um, Only because we feel that um, as queer people, we should support queer films and queer artists and producers who are putting out stories that relate to our community. And there's nothing better than being able to see ourselves reflected um, in the stories that are being told before our, our eyes. Um, and it's something that, you know, 20 years ago, we didn't have. Mm-hmm. Right. So we'll put it on tonight's post and uh, make sure that um, you go check it out. So that being said, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. I'm going to toss it over to my 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 sisters over here um, to give us the scoop. So, uh, Trish, I think you're first. You want your love? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody, here's Mama Kim's Minute. Number one, a drag queen topped the iTunes Christian music chart. Lord have mercy. Number two, Costa Coffee threatened with a boycott over a single cartoon drawing of a trans man. Number three, USAID releases its first ever LGBTQ plus inclusive plan for foreign aid. I'm curious to know who that drag queen is. So, of course, I clicked on it. Um, ooh, oh, let's see, let's see, let's see. A drag queen currently uh, has her album the top uh, of iTunes Christian charts. Her witty clap back to the homophobic pastor rocketed her there in June. Performer Flamey Grant. <laughs> Flamey Grant. So that's the drag queen. Go check, check her, her out. out. <laughs> Flamey Grant. Flamey Grant. All right, Jaybird, it's your turn. And on this day in gay history, brought to you by Gay Talk Twenty, we United States soldier sentenced to prison for sodomy, August seventh, nineteen thirty-one. Yikes! In Hawaii, Mm. Clyde Hicks of North Carolina, who had been stationed in Honolulu, is sentenced to six years in prison. He is transferred to Alcatraz in nineteen thirty-four where he is put in in solitary confinement for passing a note to another inmate. He is released in 1935. So he spent four years behind bars for for either taking somebody's butthole and destroying. For butt play. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. He probably passed a note that said, hey. Hey. Do you want to put it in my butt? Yes or no, maybe. (laughs) I haven't had a colonoscopy yet, but I'm pretty sure it's clean. It's clean. It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, but you know, in light of 1931, can you imagine? Can you imagine spending four years behind bars for getting butt fucked? Yeah, I'd be in there for a long time. Yeah, I, I mean, 
at this rate, Trish, let's be honest. Now I'm reversing. You're reversing. So you're like, you would, they would probably give you two years off for good behavior because you haven't had any in, in, in that long. No, it's been a year and, and can we mute you? this bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to announcements. <laughs> I love you, girl. It's been 84 That's years. Been 84. That's what I'm saying. So you would serve no time in 1931. No, and you know what? They would give me the fucking heart of the ocean. <laughs> it's either that or you sink to the bottom of the ocean with it. That's fine. I'll take it. Yeah, she'll swim. She'll probably, big ass fucking rock. She'll probably go down and look for the biggest shark and say, feed me. Feed me. Or feed on me. Feed <laughs> Moving on. Over. Yes, please. Thank you. Next to announcements. And if you love the show, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcasting service. By subscribing, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your favorite devices or web browser as soon as the episode is published. Jaybird! You can also support us on Patreon. With Patreon, you, our listeners, can help us to support the show with a pledged donation. The donations are... <clears throat> are collected monthly, excuse me, and can be in any denomination of a dollar or more. All right and now. Next week we have Christmas. Do we want? Do we want? I was. I thought maybe we should have done a surprise, but but nah, since it's you, too yeah. late now. So uh, it should be a hell of a shit show. Oh, it always should be. Well, so when and, and when he shows up. Uh, See, well, I, I mean, like, let's knock on wood here. Let's knock on- <laughs> I didn't want to announce it because I was kind of like feeling that you know he's going to call us on Tuesday and say, "Well, I we announced her, so that bitch has to show up." <laughs> Girls locked in now. You locked in. It's so, it's uh it's a definite right. So we, next week, we claim we because claim. he's not working on Wednesdays. <laughs> We're not going to record this upcoming Monday. We're going to record on Wednesday. And that will allow Chris to actually come and sit in the studio with us on a day that he's not working. Nice. I'm excited. I would love to see Chris again, but I just feel like if we so excited. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, well, it's announced. That's it. Lord have mercy. So I guess uh, Nick. All right, everybody. Tom. Thank you. All right. Get the Future Method and all other products today. All products are doctor developed. You can now clean out without hurting your bum. Take confidence anywhere with the anal powder packs. And now increase your stretch goals with the three-piece anal dilation kit. Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life-changing bum accessory today. And just to give everybody a heads up, we have Dr. G coming on the show in September. Next month, yeah. So um, he'll be back. You know, we we gave him a respite for the month. I'm going to order that dilation kit and then give it a review. You should totally do I'm that. do it right now. You should totally do that. Like, I would be game to do like, uh, You know you're right. I'll try the little one. You try the massive one. How's that? Did you see the, the, the video that he posted on Instagram about a, a dilator that he bought? It's huge, massive. Oh my god, I laughed so hard. You got you. You have to follow Doctor G on his, his Insta. Instagram. He's amazingly funny, very witty, and we're happy and and fortunate to have him come on the show and talk about you know butt health and, and all that good stuff. But he is hilarious. Absolutely, so definitely check it out. So Jaybird, off to you. And as always, closing plugs, huh? Mm-hmm, that's it, it. It is time to put a ring on it. 
That was a wonderful like segue, dude. Wasn't it? <laughs> he talked about plugs, Trish. Yep. Our yeah, show I, is I'm available buy, on I'm our buying website. Buying a plug right now. <laughs> <laughs> GayTalk20.com under audio podcast. It is also available as a free download on Apple Podcast. Google Podcast and Stitcher Radio. Nick, over to you. You can email us at gaytalk20. I'm. Uh, I should know this by now. I was not looking at my notes. You can find us on social media: Facebook, Gaytalk 2.0, Instagram, Gaytalk 2.0. Email us at gaytalk2.0 at gaytalk20.com. Tom. Take us home. I will try. So if you need to reach out to us, just head on over to our website. There you can um, suggest comments. Um, excuse me. See? Fucked it up already. You can leave comments, suggest topics, suggest, uh, you know, submit a question for the cast or an individual host. You can also call us and leave us your questions that you may have via voice message, and we'll answer those for you on the show if you'd like. Our phone number is 334-GAY-TALK. And if you need to reach out to us, you can just call us. You need all the digits because you don't understand gay talk? It is 334-429-8255. It has been our pleasure to record for you all tonight, and we thank you for joining us. I want to thank you all. And say that, you know, we're done for the evening. So thank you so much. And y'all have a good night. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Gay Talk 2.0. Tune in next time for more Dish.